Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience Podcast. My name's Brian Jackson. Along with me is Chris Hughesby. We have Ali Mortada of the Mass Pirates, the Massachusetts Pirates. Ali, how are you doing, sir? Doing good, Brian. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Chris, how you doing, man? Doing all right? I'm doing well, man. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience. We are excited to have you on for so many reasons. Thank you. Ali, um, just for the followers and everyone that's listening, real quick, Say your Instagram handle and, and where people can follow you at an Instagram because you're very entertaining on Instagram with a lot of the things you do for hip mobility, kicking-wise, etc. Uh, yeah, sure. The Instagram handle is Hakuna, H-A-K-U-N-A, underscore Mortada, uh, M-O-U-R-T-A-D-A. So for you young kids that, you know, you never watched The Lion King, it stems from Hakuna Matata. So if you haven't seen The Lion King, be sure to check it out. Yep, guys, just or you can just type in Ali Mortada. Um, I really enjoy watching Ali. I think a lot of people watch Ali's Instagram, and it's, he does a lot of great things, especially with his hip mobility. And he's always just kicking bombs on random fields and all over, all over the nation, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, Ali, we're excited to have you on here, man. Um, we know that you played for the NAL. Uh, so maybe kind of talk about what the NAL stands for and the, the team you played for and, and tell the viewers. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, so the NAL is the National Arena League. The teams in the league are the Mass Pirates, the Maine Mammoths, Carolina Cobras, uh, Lehigh Valley Steelhawks, uh, Jacksonville Sharks, and the Columbus Lions. So about six teams in the league. Well, six teams in the league. We got four teams that uh, make it to the to the playoffs, but it's a little bit different of a league compared to other arena league teams uh, or le- arena leagues. You know, in the indoor football league, the uprights are ten feet high and fifteen, and sorry, and nine feet wide. Uh, whereas in the NAL, very similar to the AFL, uh, fifteen feet high uprights and uh, nine feet wide upright so small target inside uh, but the really really cool thing about this league especially for kickers is kickoffs if they are if they go through the uprights it's what's called a deuce so you can get two points from that uh and the other team gets it at the five yard line but if you miss the other team gets it at the 20 so it's a high risk high reward but you play a much bigger role in the game uh as a specialist when I so how hard or easy was that for you as a player then to try to accomplish that the deuce? Uh, you know, being my that was really my first full season being indoors, and I think the biggest thing, you know, I kind of had to find my swing at the beginning of the year. We weren't practicing indoors too often. Uh, what I found at the beginning of the year was I would constantly hit the scoreboard, uh, and then I made some adjustments to try to go underneath the scoreboard, but didn't feel like I had as much control as I would like. Uh, so as the season went on, I kind of figured out 
what was my best approach, and that was keeping my outdoor approach and putting the ball on the right half, mostly towards the right sideline and kicking it around the scoreboard. So it's still a straight kick, um, but I'm able to hit my ball, get my height on it, and keep the ball straight. So it took some time, but I think I was finally able to figure out what it what it takes indoors because all the, all the arenas, you know, different height, uh scoreboard so that's one that i found worked consistently at uh at every arena what kind of uh, ball did you use in the nal and how was it adjusting to it uh it was a composite ball and it definitely took me a little bit of time you know and it was you know it pop off a little a little quicker and with a you know i have a quicker leg swing uh so I didn't feel like I was striking the ball as as I would like an NFL ball. So, again, that, that took some time uh, getting used to that, and some adjustments had to be made on my swing. Uh, you know, I talked to guys like Nick Belcher, who played in the league the year before, and we just talked about uh, what changes he made, you know, and I started playing around with those. And from that, you know, uh, kind of got used to it. I just I went to a one-step approach. Um, just kind of rolling off my my front foot um, and just h- hitting it a, l- a little bit a little bit sooner. So those you know those things again, I think that comes with experience, uh, taking the time to to talk to the people that have done it before and you know make the adjustments that you need to from there. Yeah. So what's so obviously that was a big adjustment for you, and you know we know most kickers their their goal is trying to make in the NFL league in the long run. What did you have to do to keep continuing to prepare for the NFL while you were playing arena football? So, uh, big thing, you know, whether it's in season uh, or out of season, my training, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I had some NFL footballs that I used at practice um, along with arena league balls. Uh, and once in a while I'd go outside, but honestly it was, it wasn't until really after the season, I started going back outside and getting back to my, uh, outdoor steps, adding my, my jab back in, uh, and doing that. So that's something, again, I think after this year, I kind of realized, okay, I have two different, uh, approaches to kicking the ball in the indoor league and, and outside. And that's just something that it took it took a season to kind of find out, but now I have the knowledge for, for next season as well to be able to maintain both. Right. Well, you talk about your training and, uh, on Instagram all the time. And you can see how, how much you're doing with working out, and you're in fantastic shape. Uh, what is uh, the thing that you do with your hips? Because I think a lot of kickers that either are watching it or maybe unaware of watching it on your Instagram stories, uh, yeah. maybe talk about the importance of hip mobility and, and maybe a few things that you do. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty what's been applied, uh, what has research that backs it, and what are the benefits, what are the benefits of it, you know, and I've had to kind of, you know, I've done a lot of training throughout, throughout the years, but I think I've really started to find kind of my niche and how I really how I enjoy training one, but also what translates directly over to kicking a football. Um, I do work a lot of hip mobility. I work something called CARS. Uh, it stands for controlled articular rotations. 
Um, it's a part of a system that comes from functional range conditioning. Again, if you follow these, you know, those pages on, uh, not cars, but functional range conditioning, if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, but basically every morning I go through a routine where I take my, every joint, every individual, every individual joint, and I move it through a full range of motion with control, right? So like. I'll do ankle circles, but I'm not doing ankle circles like passively. Right. Uh, I'm doing it very slow and controlled and tr- basically tracing a circle uh, like with my toes and imagining that I'm dragging through cement. So in order to make change in your tissue uh, for mobility, there has to be the element of tension. So when I'm doing my mobility work, there's a lot of tension. It's not just going through circles you know you really have to learn to create tension once you master creating tension your your mobility is going to improve tremendously and rather quickly if you stay consistent with it nice what i like about that what you say is you can relate a lot of that just to even like field goal kicking swings and kickoff swings and where you where you you do the motion of the drill slow just to maximize that um that muscle memory, and then you start speeding it up. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Once you kind of start clicking, uh, then you can add a little bit of, of speed to it. You know, and basically what this training, you know, will end up getting me, what I practice is uh, basically strengthening my muscles at their end ranges. So I don't know if you've ever seen someone practice like Taekwondo or any sort of karate, and they throw a kick up in the air, and they're able to maintain that position right and not move so that picture that that's a that's a usable range of motion for that individual person now as a kicker uh when we follow through on the swing i don't know how many of us at the peak of our swing can hold our leg up in the air right yeah so can you guys kind of picture that a little bit yeah yep yep so the more, the more, the higher that you can hold your leg up, basically the more power you're going to be able to generate uh, in the time it takes from that leg to go from the backswing to hitting the ball and then past it. Yep. Right. What do you, what's your opinion on the backswing? I'm, I'm a firm believer in having a, a nice leg tuck with a V-shaped formation and a flex toe on the back end. Uh, when, <clears throat> when I watch your film, you obviously emulate that. But what's your opinion on the backswing? So that's something that even myself I'm looking to work on is having a quicker transition from being in the backswing to being at the ball. Uh, Where I find that maybe I I don't hit my best ball is when the backswing is too far back. And it's taken time, but even, you know, over the years I've looked to bring it down more and more just to make more of that, that ball strike just more consistent. Um, but yes, definitely, you know, toe pointed, uh, knee flexed. And then from there, making sure that you have a good strike, um, on foot to ball, you know? So I don't, sometimes my swing isn't as conventional as, uh, as other people's that you might see as well. Yeah. Well, what's been nice, Ali, is, you know, following you the last two or three years that we've known each other, even following you on social media and what you post, Leg speed is important. You know, you seem to do it at a very high level. 
um, for guys who are younger, you know, high school kids, middle school kids who really want to improve their leg speed, what are uh, what are some good drills that you would recommend they start doing just to improve their leg speed? Uh, so I'm a firm believer in to create speed, you need to have uh, good brakes, right? So slow and controlled squatting, uh, being able to really engage and own a range of motion. Because um, if you, like, for example, if you are going down with a weight and you can't move down slowly and then move from that, from the bottom of the squat and going up, if you can't move that with control, then it's probably a little bit too heavy. So I always tell guys, like, put the ego to the side for a little bit. Own the weight that you're doing, right? Nice and controlled. So the better the better your brakes are, the quicker you're going to be able to, to burst out of it. So uh, slow, controlled movement, right? Tempo. But then when you are driving up, go explosive. So let's say, force, let, for example, a, bulk, a split squat. If you're going down on a split squat, you can think four seconds on the way down and exploding, exploding up. Now, I would do training a huge injustice if I said that that was the only thing. I think there's so many things that go into it. Um, as a young player, I would seek out, uh, professional help to get on a program, right. To develop your body, to make sure that your tendons, your joints, all those things are prime. So when you go into the more explosive work, uh, everything is going to be ready to go and ready to fire and, uh, risk of injury will be, you'll mitigate any sort of risk of injury. So, uh, I think really being thirsty for knowledge, trying out new things, being open-minded uh, will really help with adding speed uh, to your swing. Yeah, a lot of great information there for the youngsters. Uh, I think that's some, some good, high-quality, um, valuable uh, feedback. Uh, Ali, let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Uh, you've had a workout with an NFL team before, um, maybe more uh, that I don't know, but I know for sure one. Maybe talk about um, kind of how that went down and – and what the coaches had you go through so our listeners know, like, you know, your experience and also what maybe to look forward to if they ever get to that level. Yeah, so uh, after college, it was kind of just a jump into the combine circuit, uh, you know, the free agent combine circuit, the, you know, college senior combine circuit. I highly recommend that to Really, anyone that can attend, especially uh, smaller school guys, is it's a great way for you to get in front of teams and to uh, build a reputation uh, even outside of outside of college. You know, being in front of the right the right eyes. Uh, so, I believe a year and a half, two years ago, I don't even know how long. I think until 2017, um, February 2017. Uh, I attended one of Michael Husted's combines down in Alabama. And Brian, I think you were there actually, right? Yeah, I was there. Yep. Yeah, so that went that went really well. Um, hit the ball really well on field goals, eight for eight on field goals, uh, three kickoffs, solid kickoffs, I think seven deep, nine deep, and ten deep, I believe. So it was a, a good day overall hitting the ball. Um, you know, but I've been to other combines before where I've performed well but nothing has come up uh but after after that combine the next morning i got a call from cleveland and you know they had heard about the the workout and they wanted to bring me in to see what i could do in person so 
uh, it's a really, it was a really quick experience. You know, you want to try to take it all in. Uh, and sometimes you have to look back and realize how far you've come, you know, from a Division two school to being called in by an NFL team. It's something special. It's something that starts basically where I'm at now and, and you know, at home. But I just sat here looking at pictures of NFL guys and guys that I wanted to, you know, emulate. And it led me to earning a workout with an NFL team, you know. And it's honestly not thinking about it and talking to you about, about it now it's almost hitting me now, you know, because you're so focused on the training and the preparing that you, you know, you almost forget to take all that in. But, uh, yeah, they flew me in, uh, stayed at a hotel the next morning, about nine o'clock. I had my workout. They brought me into the indoor facility and, you know, it was a different environment than some, some NFL workouts, you know, some, sometimes they'll bring in two guys, four guys. I think the Rams have brought in like, some crazy amount of guys last year. Uh, but at this one in Cleveland, I was the only guy out there. So it was me, a uh, few coaches, a uh, bunch of reporters, and people taking film. So I went through my warm-up. Uh, we started actually on the goal line, kicking it at the upright. So started there, hit a few balls there. And then from there we went to you know went to the went to the thirty. But again, at this point, you know everything that you work for kind of leads up to this. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't say there was some sort of nerves. You know, I think that's a that's a good thing though. It means you care about something, uh, and you're you know you're this is it. You're ready to perform. All the hard work is, you know, it's for now. So from there went onto the field, really started finding my groove onto the field. Uh, and went back to some, went back to kicks from the goal line, uh, going at the upright from the sideline and then five yards in the end zone. And then we ended again with, uh, one field goal from back at the back of the back of the end zone. So honestly, all those pole drills that I've been doing kind of paid off to, to hit a, hit a good ball at the pole. So that was good. I was kind of well prepared for that. Um, yeah, and then we went right into kickoffs. Uh, I do suggest, you know, something that I learned uh, at the time is take your time with it, you know. Um, you don't have to rip a bunch of balls at once. Again, it was you, you use everything as, as experience, as a way to learn, as a way to grow. So next time around, you're better prepared. You kind of know what to expect, and you know kind of what routine you have to do. I remember the first combine I went to was one of those regional combines. I don't think they have anymore. I swear I kicked like 70 balls before I started kicking <laughs> for charting, you know? And over time, it's was like, okay, I, I know how many balls I got to kick before and learn those things about yourself uh, and just kind of stay on a routine, follow that routine. And then when it comes to having that opportunity, you kind of already know where you're at and you know your kick limit uh, and then you can you can work from there so it was a great experience overall but very quick as soon as i was done i was back on you know back on a back in the car back to the airport and back to arizona so real quick the workout probably went from like 9 to 9 30 uh and then i was back back home in arizona that day wow so i mean something like that I'm curious, do the coaches give you feedback on the spot, or do they just say, thanks for coming, we'll be in touch, or how does the, how does the conversation go post-workout? 
so it was mostly like, all right, because after that, then the reporters started asking the coaches, uh, the coach, the questions about everything. Um, but then from there, it's, you know, we pack up and then we meet upstairs uh, with player personnel and they talk about the workout, you know, what what we may need to see from you the next time, uh, what to work on, which is good feedback because then you know, okay, next time I go there, this is what they want to see. And, you know, you get better. You get better from there. Right. So now you fast forward a year and a half, two years, uh, obviously just – seeing the grind over the last couple of years you've been training kicking strong you know going to all these different free agent combines etc uh finally take your first dip into the arena life um you have a pretty successful season there so what what's the word now you know all, all these kickers are struggling not all these kickers a handful of kickers are struggling at the nfl level which obviously we don't wish upon we we wish people well but you know things happen so i'm sure there's several free agent kickers like yourself that are feeling like, man, I'm ready to, to get at this and, and play at the next level. So, like, what what's going on now in your world? So, yeah, 100%. I mean, you never wish on anyone to struggle because I know as kickers, we, you know, you kind of you f- you feel for the person, you know. We all work very hard at the craft, and uh, like you said, sometimes things happen. Uh, but... On my end, um, it's really training. So I still work a I still work a job, still work a full time job um, as a personal trainer. But I go in early. I train in the morning. I train my clients. I have days scheduled out that I kick. I have days scheduled out that I train. I have days scheduled out that I recover. Uh, and that keeps me just physically where I need to be. Uh, but then the behind the scenes part is, you know, I don't have an agent. Uh, but over the years, I've uh, built some strong relationships with people, and you know, I try to do my part in sending emails, sending updated film of where I'm at now, what my kickoffs look like, what my field goals look like, uh, directional kickoffs. So, giving the team, trying to stay fresh in the team's minds, it's, it's like a job interview. You know, setting up follow up emails might not get anything back. Um, here and there, you might get something back, but you just want to stay stay at the forefront of their minds so if they do have kickers come in uh then you're one of the names that are called in uh but again all that is really there's a few things that are that are in my control um and i want to do my best there to give those my full effort uh but then the other things you know i think james harrison says this he says prepare as those up to you uh pray as those up to god you know and it's then you feel like, okay, I've done everything that I can, and now it's uh, it's you know, it's in somebody else's hands to, to God willing, that opportunity opens up. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I love hearing how you you describe it. Um, you know, I think even you know, since you're a personal trainer, I'd encourage maybe other aspiring specialists to reach out, maybe hire your services for guidance as well. Um, as you try to prepare and, 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 and pursue that NFL goal, you know, what are things that you think, you know, personally yourself, you want to elevate a little bit more? Because every every kicker, punter, snapper always has something that they're trying to improve on. What are, what are some things you feel like if you can just notch it up just a little bit more, you'll be golden? Besides getting that opportunity. Uh, <laughs> everything, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but, yeah, that's where, you know, a lot of the – that's where my training comes in is 
I want to be I want to be able to blast the kickoff ten yards deep with a with a crosswind with wind in my face. I want to be able to just you know drive that thing through the wind. Uh, and I know that's gonna come the way that I'm training right now. I know that that's gonna come. So for the young guys, right? If your hips are locked up, if your ankles are locked up. Uh, you're going to lose power. If your spine's locked up, which I'm, you know, I'm sure a majority of everyone's is because we sit down at school all day, we sit down at computers, cars. Uh, we don't use our our joints how they're meant to be used, and we're losing power. And if we unlock that, you're going to go out and kick. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness, I did not even, I didn't know that was there. And you, it's not even about, I'm not against lifting weights whatsoever uh but do those little things you know and for me it's I'm, i want to unlock that power i want to unlock that speed so that i can blast kickoffs every single time out of the back of the end zone you know and even miss hits or miss hits that you know are four seconds plus you know seven eight nine yards deep you know and that's that's the goal on the kickoff side and then field goal side is miss hits are still good you know uh, that's the consistency I think uh, specialists should kind of you know aspire for is even if you don't hit your best ball, you still give your team three points because at the end of the day, we all want to do our best for our teammates. You know, with they put their bodies on the line all the time. Uh, as a kicker, my personal uh, you know mantra is be reliable, reliability. You know, when a coach calls upon you, be ready to go to to do what you need to do to help your team win. Yeah, Ali, this is great stuff. Uh, when when you were in the NAL this past season, you know, as you're looking at kickers that are playing played in different various uh, arena leagues, indoor leagues over the last few years, as you've been training and, and working to, to get to the NFL, and you had that taste and then you played, you know, one thing that kind of hit me in my arena career was, um, you know, you're thinking about playing, but then after the game, you know, the coaches say, hey, it's part of your contract that you need to be on the field to sign autographs and, and talk with fans and little kids, which was like awesome. Cause I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Like, did that, did that ever hit you when you were on the field after the games? Cause I saw several awesome photos of you. That, you know, you can't, you can't ask for much else than that, you know? And it was the time with the fans, uh, especially, you know, here in Massachusetts, I'm from around here, you know? So I grew up, I grew up around here. So, being back home, the first football game I ever watched was the, uh, I think the name of the team was the Worcester Surge, and they played at the DCU Center where we played our home games. So that was the first game I ever went to, uh, any football game, you know, a professional game, and I was blown away by it, you know? So now having the opportunity to kind of be on the other side and show that when you have when you have faith in something bigger than yourself, when you put in the time and you put in the work, you can accomplish really amazing, amazing things. And for people to take the time and to paint your number on their Jersey or say that you're, you're their favorite player. Like that is, that's a special feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, I take none of that for, for granted. I'm, I'm super, super grateful for everybody that has, that took the time out of their day, out of their life to come and support us as a team and then support me as their as their kicker, you know? And at the same time, I have my niece and nephew at the game. And 
it's funny the interaction that I have with them because I see them all the time, yet they see me on the field with a bunch of people like asking for my autograph and all this sort of stuff. But my nephew's school, he's three years old. He's very, he's patient. He waits his turn, but they always still come up and ask for their autograph. But my niece, I was like, hey, let me autograph your t-shirt. And she's like, well, I just kind of got this. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not. I'm like, all right, whatever. Forget about it. So it's really yeah. special stuff, man. It is. Yeah. Well, this is great, Aliyah. It's super insightful. I'm, you know, every interview we do, we always learn something just even as fans of the game and, and, and fans of guys like you. Um, one of our questions, it's kind of our staple question for a lot of these interviews is we always like to ask the, the athlete, you know, name off your, your three favorite stadiums you've, you, you've ever played in. So we're since you've, you know, you're in the NAL. Uh, what are a few stadiums that you enjoyed playing in arena-wise? And then even at the Division Two level as a kicker, what were some kind of fun atmospheres that you played in at the Division Two level? So the NAL, the NAL was really cool. Like every arena kind of had its own, its own vibe to it, you know, and the fans from there were all just a, a little bit, a little bit different. So DCU Center, one hundred percent. That's the home field advantage, you know. So that was of all the of all the places we played there. So playing at home, there was nothing like playing at home at the DCU Center. You know, playing indoors, everyone's really on top of you. And I'd say the second place was uh, I've got a couple. So Columbus, I really liked. So I'm I'm gonna name all the places from the from the NAL because they, I feel like they, they blew the division two experience that I had out of the water. But, uh, <laughs> so a Columbus, Columbus, the Columbus lions, they, it was a very small, it's like a basketball type of environment. So people are, are on top of you, uh, to the point that people were yelling field goal. Well, they did it one time. They yelled field goal and I jumped onto the field. Um, but it was a fan that was yelling field goal. So, he got me pretty. He got me pretty good. But after that, I kind of caught on to to what he was doing and made eye contact with my coach, so I wouldn't be on the field for for no reason. But uh, <laughs> there, and then uh, Jacksonville, um, the Jacksonville Sharks, Sharks Arena. I think uh, Veterans Memorial Arena. You know, the Sharks came from the Arena Football League, and they've been doing it right for years. And just the, it's a show in Jacksonville. You know, there's constantly things going on on the field. The the stands are packed. It's loud. So I'd say those three places. So playing at home, playing at Columbus because it was a little bit more of like a hostile environment, and playing in Jacksonville just due to the crowd and and the and the atmosphere over there. Nice. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, Ali, uh, I know we've enjoyed this interview. Uh, we appreciate you being on with us, and, and obviously have been fans of you since we met you. So, you know, we hope you, we wish you the best of luck, and hopefully you can find a team to tag on. Obviously, there's been a lot of kicker turnover this early in the season, so hopefully you maybe get an opportunity at some point this year. God willing, man. I, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, you know, I see all the great names that you have on here um, of kickers and, and snappers and everybody. So, uh I'm humbled that you guys invited me to be on here. Uh, if you guys need anything from me, 
feel free to contact me and even the listeners if you have any questions about mobility or anything like that you know i really just scratch the surface of it here um feel free to reach out to me and i'll help you out the the best i can because not only is what i do a tool for kicking better and being injury free uh for the most part you know things happen sometimes but longevity of life you know when football's over uh we all want to keep keep moving around and being with our loved ones so try to look ahead you know and do the things now that that will pay off in the long run so feel free to reach out to me i'll be happy to help anybody that has any questions yeah make sure you guys follow him on instagram it's akuna underscore mortada ali a-l-i and then mortada m-o-u-r-t-a-d-a mortada so you guys got to search him find him even if you go on Chris or I's uh, Instagram accounts and go to our followers, you can find us in the, find him in the search button. I'll definitely follow him and see uh, what he's doing pretty much on a daily basis. It's really been been cool to watch. Uh, Ali, thanks you, thank you again, man. I uh, wish you the best of luck. Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and it's funny, Brian, how things come full circle. I remember starting off in this whole deal. Uh, you were probably the first person that I saw as a kicking coach on social media. And, you know, as the years went on, I was like, damn, able to meet Brian Jackson, Team Jackson kicking. (laughs) And now now there's like 7,000 kicking coaches, so that's great. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's all love, though. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, cool, man. All right, guys. Later. Bye, Plunker. Yep, have a great night, man. All right, you too. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Later. Uh, Another fun interview with Ali. He's just such a great guy, Chris. He sure is. Again, another fun interview. Um, a few things I took from that is, you know, the hip mobility. Um, you know, I like that he talked about doing repetition slowly, almost building that muscle memory so you can explode up through it, which is similar to, you know, drill work that we try to teach at our camps and lessons. The other thing I liked about it, actually, is, is you referenced, Brian, his social media presence. Um, every day he's posting a workout that he's doing, and, and this is the type of thing that, you know, Brian and I preach at the camps that we run is is showing on social media how, you know, what you're trying to do. And so not just kicking 50-yard field goals, showing that you're bench pressing 300 pounds or 200 pounds. Or you're working on hip mobility or box jumps or something. You know, that just shows the coach how interested and active you are as an athlete. So um, you could almost just use his social media page as a reference point, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he does so many thing, good things on his social media pages. That's why we referenced it a few times in the podcast here, guys. You have to follow him, Hakuna underscore Mortada. He's always posting some really cool hip mobility routines that, that just it makes me just want to be like, man, I really want to try that out. Uh, you know, so guys, you got to check it out. Um, thank you again for for joining us on the Fourth Down Experience podcast. Uh, we love uh, doing this podcast, and we really appreciate all of your guys' support. Thanks again, guys. Uh, again, thanks for your continued support. I think recently we just hit uh, 8,500 listens so far in just nice. under a year. So, so we really appreciate everybody that's supporting what we do. You know, we're just trying to change the game one interview at a time. So, uh, feel free to reach out to us if you have questions about anything, camps, lessons, or be interviewed. Just let us know. We'll uh, we'd love to connect with you. Awesome, guys. Tune in next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 
fourth down experience. 